0: Well, we are starting a new collection of sermons called Anchor Verses. Anchor Verses. So what's the idea about this? These are verses that are in the Bible that you can grab a hold of that are going to get you through life and uh, are those that are there that are for the times when you have struggles. And uh, we got this from asking our staff. I asked our staff, I said, hey, what are the anchor verses that are there for you that that got you through the tough times they've got you through your struggles what are ones that you wish everybody knew this verse this anchor verse if you will and so we asked them and and i want to say that you know these verses are kind of like highlighted verses you'll see that they're searched out a lot and let's be clear every part of the Bible is inspired every part of the Bible is valuable but there are certain verses that are anchor verses and then there are other ones that you kind of like all right moving on you know nobody put Proverbs 27 27 as their anchor verse this is what it says and you will have enough goat's milk for yourself your family and your servant girls they didn't put that in there all right that's in there it's inspired it's good I'm sure in Proverbs somebody's like amen We needed milk for the servant girls. All right. But nobody put that in there, but it's still good. But these are anchor verses. These are biggies. I want you to think like these are anchors that could hold down a giant ship. Think of the biggest anchor you've ever seen. Multiply that. Think about that. I think we have a picture that they could put on the screen of a giant anchor. And I I, I was studying just different anchors. And there's the USS Ford. Um, It's a a, a ship that our military has. And the, the anchor itself weighs 30,000 pounds. The anchor weighs 30,000 pounds. The chain for the anchor is 1,440 feet long, okay? Each link in the chain is 136 pounds, okay? So it's, it, that anchor has to hold that ship, a big anchor for a big ship in big storms. And I want you to know these verses are big anchor verses For the life that you're going to live, for the storms you're going to face, and the things that you're going through. Now, um, this first anchor verse we find today is in Romans 8.28. It is actually the third most searched out scripture according to Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway said uh, the top three scriptures are John 3.16. So John 3 sixteen, how do I get saved? How do I give my life to Jesus? The next most popular verse that's searched out is jeremiah twenty nine eleven Does God have good thoughts for me or bad thoughts? Is he Is he for me? What, like what is he thinking about me? But the third most favorite verse or most searched out verse is romans 828 and it's really answering like in my pain, and in my suffering, and in the storms that I'm facing, in the trials that I'm going through, it, it, does this have any purpose? Does this have any purpose? And Romans 8 20 says 28 says this, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose." It's saying that uh, it, all the things that we're going through, uh, if we love God, if we're called according to His purpose, if we're in love with God, that all the things that we're going through, He's going to somehow work them out for good. Now, this, this verse, again, in a tragedy, in a struggle, a lot of people are Googling it, looking for this verse. But I do want to tell you this. Even though this is an anchor verse, this is an anchor verse that you have to discover on your own time, in the pain or after the pain or before the pain, I, I, I'm not asking you as a church to go up to people in their pain and in their turmoil in that moment and go, I got a verse for you. I, got a I want to read it for you right now. You know, this tragedy just happened. I'm here at your house. So I want to read I, Let them discover it. All right. In that moment, they may punch you if you read this verse, at them. All right. And I will not even be angry if they punch you and you read that verse at, at that time. You know, just let them discover it before or after. And we know this. If, by the way, if you're in a tragic situation, don't read this verse. Go and be there with the people. You say, I don't even know what to say. I don't just be there. Even in the silence, just be there. Your presence will minister to them. Pray for them, just pray in the spirit, pray silently. Just be around them and help them out. Don't think you have to have all the verses, all the answers, all the things. But this anchor verse is gonna get you through your tough times. Now, the history of this verse and the context, the Roman audience that Paul was writing to, uh, the Gentiles and the Jewish believers were being persecuted. It was a horrific persecution, stuff that we have no clue of, they were going through and Paul's writing to them and he's giving them this confidence that even in the midst of all this even in the midst of this God's working he's going to work this out for our good and and half of Romans 8 the second half of it is really all about this and I'll read some verses around it to give it some context in Romans 8 verses 18 through 22 i consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope." that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Paul's saying, hey, this world is broken. A lot of people will talk to me about tragedy and struggle and say, what's wrong? All these bad things are happening, all these things. It looks like it's broken and I agree with them. Yes, it is broken. God created it perfect, and now it is a broken, sinful world. And God's going to redeem it. God's going to fix it all. But right now, you're right. Things are broken, and they're not turning out like they were originally created for. Then we go on in Romans 8, 26, and 27. It says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Remember, Paul's encouraging them. He says, We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So again, he's saying there's there's times you're overwhelmed, you're, there, things are so bad, and you're gonna be praying in the Spirit. I can let you know that many times when I'm facing struggles and trials, I know this verse is there as an anchor verse, and this one as well, I'm praying in the Spirit More. I'm just praying in my prayer language. I'm praying because I I don't even know exactly what to pray, but I want to pray in the Spirit. Then we get to the verse that we have here Romans 8:28 and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. And then Romans 8:31, what then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us who can be against us? Romans 8:35 through 39. You see this, he's got this whole context of like there's struggles, there's trials, there's things that are going on. Who, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's all, like he's got all this right there. And in the midst of all this, we have Romans eight twenty eight. And he's saying that the things that we're going through, they're going to make sense. God's doing something behind the scenes. And these people were in real pain. And this is an anchor verse for you in your pain. And I want you to understand every one of us is going to go through sufferings, every one of us is going to have trials, every one of us is going to have tribulation. I'm just, it's just life it's just what happens things go you have ups and downs I once charted out my whole life and I saw that I had these unbelievable mountaintop moments and I had these incredibly low valley moments an unbelievable mountaintop and and my life just looked like an EKG that just, boom, boom, boom. just that's what it looked like and I was like all right and now that I understand it, God's with me, there, with me there and he's with me there and he's with me there and he's with me there. And if I was there, I'm going back up there. I mean, that's how it is, all right? So this verse is for you and it's gonna give you something to grab hold on. And, and some people quit whenever they face struggles. You, you, you give your life to Jesus, like, oh, this is incredible, this is amazing. I'm forgiven, praise God. And then you go to work on Monday and then you start that slide. How many know what I'm talking about? And then your family says, we don't like you, you crazy Christian. You're not coming to Thanksgiving. And you're like, oh boy, you know, and it goes, and then all of a sudden God says, I got a family for you. And then boom, you understand it goes like that things, but people quit all of a sudden uh, something bad happens. And they're like, I'm out. And God's saying in this verse, don't quit, don't quit. God's at work. God's at work. Something's going to come out of this bigger than you can see right now. Author Randy Alcorn was talking about this verse. And I love what he said. He said, think about this. We love novels and movies that start out. Think about a good movie or a good novel. It starts out, things are good, and then a problem gets introduced. And then it gets really bad. And then there's a struggle and it gets worse. And maybe one of the characters you like dies and you're like, no, not them. And then, you know, and then at the end, all of a sudden it gets back to good. And you leave there and you're like, oh, that's good. That was a good, it was really gripping. And oh, there were twists and turns and there were down times and they made it through the fire, you know, and you like it. But when it comes to our life, we're like, no, 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 I just want easy. I would like, I would like a boring movie. I like one that ever goes, everything worked out. No, you don't. No, you don't. God is still working in those struggles. And, and you think about the story of the Bible, really, it was perfect. Sin entered the world. And now there's been this epic struggle. Jesus Christ dies for us and pays the price on the cross. And now he's leaving us to build his church. And there's struggles and there's things going on. And the enemy's attacking us. But guess what? It ends with the resolve that it's good. We are living in between the start that was good and the end that is good. And we're in the part that is interesting. You're like, let's get to the end. (laughs) Some of you just read the first chapter and the last chapter. I know who you are. All right. No, we're in that moment. We're living in those struggles. And here's some things. I just want to break down this verse. It says, For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If you are truly a Christian, this verse is yours, it's an anchor. You can grab this one. You can say, it's mine. It's like, I love God. I love him with all my heart. I love him. I've given my life to him. He, he, I answered the call. He knocked on the door. Revelation 3.20 says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I'll come in and I'll eat with him. Like Jesus was knocking at your heart and you said yes. And you opened the door and now you're like, I love God. And this is like your verse now because you love God. And he's like, this is yours. This is yours. You're a Christian. You love him. Theologian Lloyd-Jones said this. He says that in this verse, God doesn't say those who believe in him, but those who love him. He says, one of the best ways whereby we can decide immediately if we love God or not is our reaction to adversity. There are many people who, when the trials and tribulations arise, they give up. They feel that they have been let down. You haven't been let down. When you're facing a trial, God's still holding you. God's still working. God's still with you. And if you truly love God, you're like, I'm holding onto you no matter what. You're gonna have faith in the fire. You're gonna have hope in every heartbreak. You're gonna have love in every loss. You're gonna have trust in every trial. You're gonna have security in every storm. You're gonna say, I have an unconditional love for God and I'm not letting go. That's the faith that you have. And, and so when we have that kind of love, like I, I'm staying with you, I'm staying with you. And forgive us if, if the church has ever represented, like, man, you give your life to Jesus and everything is perfect. It's perfect. You are in perfect standing with God, but you're still on planet earth. And as you're going through planet Earth, there's going to be those moments like that. And there's going to be attacks and there's going to be punch, counterpunch. I'll never forget years ago, I was going through a trial in the church and I went and I felt like I, I failed as a pastor. And I went and talked to an older minister of the faith. And I, I went to, I said, I feel like a failure. We're, I just got knocked down. And, all this, and he's like, hey, the whole walk with Christ is like punch, counterpunch. The enemy punches you, knocks you down. You get back up, you punch him. And I'm like, oh, I get to punch back? all right, I'm going to punch back. And it's like, get back up, get back up. We're going to hold on to God. Now, this verse says, we know, we know because God is omnipotent. He, he supervises all this. He knows all things, past, present, future. We know that he can do all things. We know that he can make all things work together for our good. But we have to be reminded. We have to be reminded a lot. And I got to thinking about this. I could not have a faith in a God that was not working out all things together for good. Like, I just think about that. Like, it's amazing that we serve God and he is doing, I just, I, I mean, could you imagine if, like, the God we serve, now it's not like this, but could you imagine if we served God and we were like we came to prayer and you got an answer for prayer, God had an answer, he forgot you were there. You know, he forgot, he, he forgot, it slipped his mind. He, couldn't, he, he said, oops, he said he was sorry. Can he have a mulligan? You know, I mean, think about, like, I couldn't serve that. That's not the God we serve. The God we serve is saying, I've got this, I'm working, I'm for you. Jesus is interceding for us. The Holy Spirit is in us. He's leading us into all truth. So we know, we know, we know that God is working. I've been on songs lately. It seems like every sermon I want to throw a song. But I think about that song, Waymaker. You know, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop you never stop working. I mean, that's, he's working. We know it. Even if we don't see it, we know it. Now, he says this, all things together for good. Now, this is the controversial part, um, because it's like, we know that God's working, but then we say for good. People quit on God, and they say like, I don't like the all things. I don't like the good. I don't like the good. And so let me tell you what this verse does not say. This verse does not say if you love God, no bad things are ever, ever going to happen. Doesn't say that. All right. It doesn't say um, that whatever happens in your life is good. Okay. It says that he's working it for good. Okay. So there are things that happen to us that are bad things, and it's okay to say that's a bad thing. And you could say that's a bad thing, but he's a good God. Okay? It's weird. It's weird. I, I grew up in a church where, you know, like, you'd say, like, yeah, we're, you know, we're battling, our loved one's battling cancer, and they're like, praise God for cancer. I'm like, nope, not going to praise God for cancer. Not liking cancer. Cancer's not a friend in our family, we'd like to kick cancer out of our family. They're like, well, praise God. I'm like, God can work this for good. I get that, but I am not gonna walk down the street like, got cancer, hallelujah, and I'm not gonna do that, all right? That's odd in a weird way. How many know what I'm talking about? It's okay to say, I'm, God's working this out, I don't know why, I don't know how, but He's gonna work this for good. In my life, because I'm devoted to Him, I love Him, and I don't know what He's doing, He's working something in me and through me and around me, and I thank God, but I, I that word, I hope, is eradicated out of our family, and I'm praying against that thing, but I, in the midst of this, I'm gonna say God's working good, all right? And again, sometimes it's just odd, like the church that i grew up in and sometimes it's just people would be the oddest thing praise god i'm sick and, and then they somebody say no you're not sick you're like okay i'm not sick you know and they'd be fighting over words and who's going to be more positive and who's going to thank god for everything bad and i'm broke praise god i'm like that, i don't think it's good you know it's not good you know he's working good but let's 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 pray for not that you know <laughs> This verse doesn't say that if you have enough faith, nothing bad's going to happen to you. It doesn't even say that you're going to understand what he's doing. It doesn't even say that he's going to give you an explanation this side of heaven. There are things that I have put in my life that are in the column of, I'll find out in heaven. I'll find out in heaven. I, I, I don't know all the good. And anytime something bad happens in our world or in our life, I, even if I don't see something, like it doesn't make sense, all the dots aren't connected. All the dots aren't connected I still just say, okay, what are you doing for the good? How are you working? Where are you working? Will you let me see this? Even if you don't let me see this, I'll trust you because I know that your word is true. And even though I can't see where it's working good, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you that you are working all things for our good. Like it's going to work out in some way for your glory and for your honor. And it's going to be for good. Now, I want to be clear that the word all things here comes from the word panta, and this word speaks of totality with an emphasis on each individual part. Everything, no exceptions. All things work together for good. All, thing, all they're going to work together for good. Doesn't mean they're good things, but all things are gonna to work together for good for the Christian. If you're not a Christian, you don't have any claim on this verse. This is not yours. But for a Christian, those that love God, all things are going to work together for good. He's going to do it. And it's every single thing that is out there. And he says they're going to work together. And the word that is used there is a word meaning synergy. We use that a lot in today's day and age. Like it's synergy. We're working together. There's a synergy. There's a cooperation. And because we're working together and there's, there's like new energy and it's actually us working together and doing these two things together has brought a synergy and it's giving good things from us coming together. I mean, I'll give you something uh, that apart from each other is poison, but when it's worked together, it's good. Salt, salt is actually amazing when sodium and chlorine get together and make sodium chloride, and it flavors our food. But sodium by itself and chlorine too much by if you have them by themselves, they can kill you. But when they come together and they're working together, it's mm-mm good. How many know what I'm talking about? Pass the salt. God is saying, I'm working all things. All things are working together. Everything's working together. God is working things together. And as he's working them together, we're trusting him. And we may not understand it. We may not get a revelation for years and years to come. We may never get it, but he is working. And in the Bible, I think about this with Joseph. If you don't know the story in the Bible, Joseph had all these brothers. They were jealous of him, and they sold him into slavery. It's found in Genesis They sell him into slavery. His brothers do. They're jealous of him because his father has said, like, you're my favorite, and he gave him a coat of many colors, and so they're jealous. So they sell him into slavery. Years later, there's a famine on the land. Joseph has now risen to the place of right hand of the Pharaoh in Egypt. And God, there's a famine, and so his brothers come looking for food. They hear that there's food in Egypt, and then he sees his brother's. And that through the whole story, there's this revelation, and Joseph says, This you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. It's amazing. That's like the end of the story. We have the start of the story, great, he's with his brothers, he's got a coat of many colors, but it's the in-between, all these things that are happening, thrown in jail, all these things that are happening, falsely accused, boom, 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 all these things are happening, but then he comes back over here and he's like, you meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. Like, God has finally given me a glimpse that, he's, that it's working together. I couldn't have seen it along the way. I never had an idea that it would come out like this but it worked together, and God got us through this. Pastor Sam Storm says this, God is able to cause all things people do to us, even the bad things, to work together for our good. That isn't to say that all things are good, but that God can orchestrate the evil into a symphony of glory. God can do that. God can do it and he can take all these things and he moves it and he does this and he moves them over there and he gets them there and all of a sudden this happens and that happens and you get glimpses as you walk with God long enough. It's like an open-ended math problem. I wasn't very good at math, but I do know that like the open ended, like you have the presence, and you got When you solve this one, then this one can be solved. 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 That's how it's going to be with God. And and when you get to heaven, if they're not closed out, at the end, he's like, boom, 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 boom. And you're going to be like, all makes sense. All makes sense. He's working it for our good. Now, let me get on with that. Our good and his good don't always align. You know, like we don't understand the good that he's working. How many know what I'm talking about? I couldn't help but think of Uh, a movie when I was growing up, um, Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio. How many like the old, the original Ralph Macchio, right? Yeah, I'm old there, yeah. I remember that. And I I remember I was getting frustrated too. Like, and then that scene, he's like, all you've been doing is make me wax the car, paint the fence and sand the floor and all this, and I haven't even learned karate. And then he's like, you know, wax on and paint the fence, you know, doing all it." I mean, I was like, that was so cool. Whole time he's complaining, he doesn't realize somebody smarter than him is working all things for his good and actually getting him into the spot that he needs to be in. And God's working it for our good, but we're complaining so much. But I've observed this about God God is more greater good than now good, he is now good, but he's more concerned about greater good. I know I want to explain that well because. I still believe we live in the favor of God and the blessings of God. And every time I get something from God or a favor or something breaks my way and God gives me a blessing, I always say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. And many times I'll say, who am I that I would even get this, God? This is, I, I want to be a good steward of this. I want to bless you. I, how do you want me to live blessed to be a blessing with this? So I, I understand that, okay? But I realize this, that God is more concerned with, with like... Um, the greater good than our now good. And that's tough for me to understand. It's tough for all of us to understand. He's concerned with our spiritual good. We think it would be good if if we had all the money we wanted. And God's like, no, I think it'd be good if you had all the faith I want you to have. It's different. It's a different system. We think that a, a big 401k would be good, and God says, looking like Jesus is good. And so we're sometimes our good and his good totally different good. Does that make sense? And so you say, I'm working it out. And my, my good that I have, it may not make sense, but I am forming you into the image of Jesus. And as I'm working this, I'm forming you into the image of Jesus. Remember, I talked about my life was like an EKG. These were moments that I celebrated. These were moments that I grew these are moments that I said, thank you, Jesus. These were moments that I said, I love you, Jesus. And, and things were formed in me. And things fell away from me that weren't important. And God changed me more into his image. And I look back on my life. I don't know what famous guy said it, but there's a famous guy. He said, like, when you look back on your life, it was those struggles, those tough times that God was actually forming you into his image and you wouldn't trade them for the world. So he's saying, I'm going to work that spiritual good for you. You're going to be formed into the image of Jesus. There's an eternal good that lasts forever, that the things that are on this earth don't last, but the things that are for eternity last forever. And Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 4, 17. He says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And if you're wondering what he's talking about in 2 Corinthians 11, he gives a whole list of things that he's gone through, shipwrecked and being stoned to death and all these different things. And he's like, these light and momentary things, they're working out a far greater glory. Like, it's for eternity. Like, this God's working out. He's like, I understand the complexities of God and the light and momentary things that we're going through. God's working out. And it's, it's for our good. And it's for his glory. And he's always working. And if we work with him, we can get a glimpse of what he's doing within us. And I'm praying that this verse will become an anchor verse to you. That Romans 8:28 will be that verse when you're going through the struggle, when you're going through the trial. You'll you'll realize like God is with us. God is for us. He's working. He's he's maneuvering things at a dimension I can't even understand. I pray that you get a few of these moments in your life where you go through it and you don't know, like, how does this even make sense, God? How in the world can this pain or this struggle or what I'm going through make any sense? And then he shows you, I got you there to get you here to reach this person. I got you there to go through this so that fell off of you so you could handle this. Had you been that person over here, that person would not have handled my blessing in that way. I did this to get you. I, I pray that he gives you a few of those moments that you understand. I pray that he connects the dots. And I'll never forget um, years ago, years, years, years ago, somebody quit our church and devastated Beck and I, said we were horrible pastors, horrible people. The church was very small. They were dear friends of ours. They said, You're a terrible pastor. you're a terrible people, you're horrible people. And and it devastated us for years. And we we clung to God. We prayed. We looked inside. We we did whatever. And and we just lived with this mystery of like, what happened? They actually moved out of town and we never even said goodbye. And we're like living with this pain for years. Until one day, she knocked at the door, we hadn't seen her in years, and she said, Hey, I'm here. I just want to tell you that you didn't do anything wrong. My husband and I were in a bad time there. And and you didn't do anything wrong. And I'm sorry, it was all on us. And we're sorry. And when she left that night, we prayed for her. And then Beck and I broke down in our lobby of our home, in our foyer area, and we just started bawling. And we're like, God, thanks for connecting the dots. That sure hurt. But we sure did a lot of soul searching. We did a lot of Uh, diving deep into you, we learned that you were the one that was going to affirm us. You were the one that called us. You were the one that was validating our ministry. If we had to look at people, we could always have someone attack us and criticize us. And I look at like what God did in that. And he finally connected that. He doesn't always do that. You don't always get that knock on the door that says, I'm going to wrap this up. God was doing something through this mess. That wasn't fun. That was not enjoyable. That was painful. But God shaped us through that struggle and he got us through to the other side I'm telling you that God is at work He's looking and doing things that you can't even Comprehend And when we say God I'll trust you I'll stay with you no matter what The devil's going to throw things at me There's gonna be, But you're going to reverse it You're going to switch it around You're going to work it for good And I'm going to stay in love with you and trust you Even if you don't reveal it I want to be formed in your image and trust you I'm never walking out I'm never walking away Somebody needs to hear that Somebody needs to hear that in a church like ours that has been growing as rapidly and as fast as we have and people saying yes to Jesus. When you face a struggle, when you face a trial, you think you're a failure. When you face a struggle, when you face a trial, you think, well, God doesn't care. No, he cares. He's he's been watching all along. He's been working behind the scenes. He's working a far greater good than you can ever imagine. And we know that all things work together for good, that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We know that. We know that. And we need to grab hold of that one and grab it like an anchor, like our life depended on it because it does. And I want to pray this over you right now. Could you bow your heads and close your eyes here in all the campuses? I just especially feel this. If you've been walking with God for five years or less, five years or less, With every head bowed and every eye closed, you've been walking with God for five years or less. Could you just raise your hand? I just want to pray over you right now here in all of our campuses. Yep, hands are going up in this room and I'm sure in all the room. Five years or less. Lord, I just pray right now for those that have been living a shorter time with you. Just a shorter time. They need to know that you're going to be with them in the trial and the struggle and the the storms and the things that are facing. They need to know that this verse is an anchor verse that they can grab hold of. They're going to grab hold of it and hold on with all their life, realizing that you are causing these things to work together for good. God, I pray that their faith would be strong enough in the storms that they'd face, in the trials that they'd face, and they'd grab hold of it. I pray that they'd find a a brother or sister in Christ that would encourage them and say, I got through mine, you could get through yours. I pray that they'd be encouraged by people that have had longevity with you and have lived a, a faith with you for years and years and years. But God, I pray especially for those young in their faith, let them grab hold of this anchor verse and let it get them through the times where they don't understand what's going on you're faithful, you're faithful, you haven't given up on them and anything they go through doesn't mean they're a failure. It means that you're working behind the scenes. So God, we pray for young believers right now in Jesus' name that they would have that faith. And God, I pray for those that are seasoned, God. I pray that they'd be able to share the testimony that God was faithful to me for year after year after year. He's been able to get me through a time and time again. I've trusted him. I've never walked away. I, I, I don't understand it all. But I do believe this anchor verse that he is working all things out for good. I believe that. So, God, I pray that you'd encourage the veteran, mature Christians to be able to encourage people in this way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for these anchor verses that we hold on to. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.